Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Yeah, let's still do this. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week. New one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artist and discover some new ones as well at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, or YouTube for the video versions. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest is Phineas. We're going to be talking about his latest single, Naked, came out just a, uh, a few weeks ago, and his upcoming music as well. We'll discuss what his song, uh, The Kids Are Dying, still says in moments of national crisis and, and using songwriting as a history lesson. We also get to hear about his plans to possibly put out another album this year, uh, scoring BJ Novak's uh, Vengeance, getting back to work with Billie Eilish on her next record, working with Ash and Justin Bieber, and releasing another single uh, very, very soon. He says he thinks it's actually going to be next month in, uh, in July. So let's get into it. It's Kyle Meredith with Phineas. Hey, man. How's it going today? I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, man. No, not a problem. You got a great new single uh, that we got uh, called, called Naked. Uh, let's, let's start there. Where does this one come from right here? Because it is. It's, it's a fun one. Thanks, man. Um, there's a couple places it comes from. I am sort of noodling around constantly like, you know, oh, let me write a little something. And I wrote this chorus now over a year ago like a while ago i wrote this chorus and um i just felt like it was really fun and i was just pulling from that kind of like idea that i feel like we've all had where you you after a relationship has been over for a while you think about this person that you used to be you know like that used to be your uh, your confidant you used to be like so intimate with that person and then you kind of like look at them and you're like wow they're a stranger again and i can't believe that person is like you know, knew everything about me, <laughs> saw me naked, whatever. Um, and uh, and I, I wanted to put something out pre, the only live show I really was booked for this year was Coachella. And I really wanted to put something out pre Coachella. And I have a bunch of songs written, but 
I thought that one would be really fun to play live. I wanted to open the show with it. So that was sort of the, the main genesis of when I released it. It was like, this will be really fun to play at this festival, which it was. I was, I was correct. I'm happy I did. <laughs> now that you can grade yourself on that. It's a, it, it is fun because I quickly realized when I needed to Google it, you're, I'm Googling Phineas Naked. That's, that's, that's the right. words that you have to put in there. Right. Yeah, I put up a billboard outside of Coachella that was like, I'm going to be performing naked this year. It was fun. We it's been it's been a low hanging fruit, as it were. It seems like there's another pun just waiting to be said, even in the low hanging fruit line there. That's for sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> a pun in and of itself. Good point. <laughs> What's that at the beginning? Is that uh, who is that at the beginning of it? Because we hear voices. It's a very very old recording of me using a little thing called a um, Roland vocal transformer and just saying weird stuff with my voice all modulated and. Uh, I think it was so silly. There's the long form version of that is me being like talking about like everything I was insecure about or whatever, you know, like all that kind of like intrusive thought, self-doubt stuff. And it's like a lot of that stuff feels, have you ever seen, have you watched The Office? Uh-huh, yeah. You know, the episode called Survivor Man where he's like out in the woods screaming confessions. Like he's like, I have hemorrhoids. And he's just like in the woods, he thinks no one can hear him. Um, I think that that vocal transformer I'm hemorrhoid free, but I think that vocal transformer was like the, it, it felt, I felt very free. And I was like, just sort of like, so I said, yeah, I dated, I dated blank because I was a coward, which is, which is such a, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily even true, but that in that moment, that's how it felt. I can relate to that. I've had those moments where I think I did date people because I was a coward. So yeah. Yeah, that's um, and it obviously is an interesting play on the words there of, of naked and and just vulnerability and and yeah. what's going on. I mean, it's a uh, yeah. you do that really well. Thanks, uh, man. Yeah, all throughout your catalog, when you're when you when you're when you're writing these songs, I don't know if it, it this much thought has to be put into it, but like because you do wear so many styles so well. Yeah. I mean, I, I think of songs like like medieval, um, yeah. once in a only a lifetime, um. You know, where you've got a little Nielsen in there. It's when I hear those, I'm like, he's got a little Nielsen in him, like Harry Nielsen. Like, do, is that a thought process where you have to choose, like, what is this style going to be? What is what is the sound of this song going to be? Yeah, I mean, all my favorite artists have breadth. You know, so I'm happy to have breadth. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't like it. It all has to feel authentic coming to my out of my mouth. That's like the number one thing that I worry about is like. If I say something where you're like, I don't, that's not, it doesn't sound like him. That's, I don't buy it. Um, so I think that's sort of the, the number one rule I try to follow. It's just like, does this feel like me? Um, and then I'm kind of on a sonic plane, like I, I play around a lot, but it's really more about like what I'm singing, what I'm saying. That's like that stuff has to feel true, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, that's, I mean, some of my favorite work that you've done. Um, Thanks, man. I don't mean to make the, the, an awkward moment here. I know it gets a little bit darker, but when I bring up a song like uh, The Kids Are All Dying, because yeah, of the, sure. the, the week that we're in right now, I mean, oh when we God. talk about breadth, because that's, yeah. there is a handful of songs that just come to mind for, of course, all the wrong reasons mm -hmm. uh, that, we're, that we're going through. And, and that, was, that was one of them right there. I mean, I, I hope you don't mind quoting you here. How can you sing about love? The kids are all dying. You have a song like this, and then you have the events that's happening in the world, school shootings, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, what does that say about, I mean, I guess what I'm asking here is, does that 
change how you feel about the songs that you wrote in those real time moments? Not not that you regret them. That's not what I'm asking. But when those come to mind, like what what comes to mind? I can't wait for that song to be irrelevant. Um, I'd love for it to be irrelevant. And I wish I wish when I wrote it, I thought it would be irrelevant soon. But I thought, you know, I thought this is going to be this is going to be true for a long time, unfortunately, because of our largely because of our, our government being um, cowardly. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and that song, more than anything, was really just a song about the rest of the music I make, about like, how can you, how can I sing about, you know, love, drugs, sex, whatever, like those are the things I'm saying, but it's like, how can I sing about kind of anything slash like nothing when there's this thing that needs to be addressed. Like, like the whole system feels a little bit, like being a musician, being like a, a pop culture participant as an audience member or as an artist, it's like, it's a little bit like baking a cake while your house is flooding. Like you could focus really hard on the cake, but you should probably stop the leak first. Like, I don't know, like, you know, and it's and you have four people in your house who are like, I can't wait for you to finish the cake. <laughs> like, right, but the house is flooding. Like it feels it can feel really silly to be singing about your broken heart when, you know, kids are being massacred. Um, you know, and then the flip side of of you know relevance and culture is like I don't ever want to seem like I'm milking that or commodifying that ever. That's not my you know, position. And I also think that, you know, I mean, the, 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 now the chicks, the formerly the Dixie chicks, you know, they had that documentary called shut up and sing, you know, fantastic documentary. It's really great, but people have a real shut up and sing attitude towards artists in general, you know, and, and I feel like if you cross over one too many times, you're deemed a, uh, you're deemed a political artist. You know, you're like, that's your thing. And, you know, there are amazing political artists, but it's like, I think the human experience is everything. So I wouldn't want to not write protest songs and I wouldn't want to write only protest songs because I don't think either would be authentic. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to watch these things happen over and over. I think that's been ever like I've been reassured to see that everyone's response to this school shooting has been rage um finally right um i feel like you know it's it, the 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 time for how could this happen is long gone it's been happening it's a it's a repeating instance it's there there should be no wondering why or how so you know yeah that's i mean all my favorite artists are the ones who have done you know, the best job that they could of reflecting the world around them. That means everything, as you're saying. That does mean, you know, they're, they're, how they see love, but it also means what's happening in, in you know, the, the world around us. And and I wonder, you know, is the same way a lot of artists decided to write songs about isolation over the past couple of years. I, I'm hopeful, I am hopeful that they'll turn around and, and you know, that this, that the outrage will continue. I think so you know, uh, amongst all the art that's being, that they might be putting out. But, uh, but I think it's, it's, it's a good time for everybody to kind of rally around and, uh, you know, for these songs to, to come out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I hope people keep talking about it. 
Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you to get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A S T E P R O allergy.com. That's A S T E P R O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I, I will say, and again, this is always awkward transitions where we're talking about this stuff, but uh, the way you do do this, it's still it's still so catchy. Uh, you turned Scotland burned in 44 into a hook. Thanks, man. Very proud of that line. Um, <laughs> that the songwriting for me often is like a history lesson in and of itself. So like that little, like when you're learning piano or like the flute or whatever, you learn this thing called Scotland's burning, Scotland's burning, Scotland's burning. Look out, look out, fire, 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 pour on water. So it's like an interval thing. It's this little like limerick. And I was like looking it up one day and it happened in, I think, like 1644 it happened hundreds of years ago the great the great fire of scotland um and i needed it to rhyme with war so that was the the real benefit was that it was in 44 so pumped on that well done <laughs> i don't know that a lot of people would have um realized the hook in the in that line right there so good on you yeah. uh... <laughs> so i mean so so we get back to naked and it, and it is you know right now a one-off single yeah. for you but i mean do you see this as the starting the stepping stones because of course you just put out an album just last year so i don't know how quick you know you're looking to turn around another collection but is that on your mind oh yeah i'm a pretty i'm a pretty prolific writer for anyone for anyone curious about 
the the definition of prolific because I see people misuse that word a lot. Prolific just means you make a lot of stuff. Doesn't mean you're a genius. I feel I, I didn't want people to think I was being like I'm pretty brilliant. I I am I just make a lot. So um, I have a lot of songs written in various stages of being recorded. I'd love to put out another body work um, this year, and uh, I, I just fit the, the like my my life of work is sort of like a pie chart and um the biggest chunk just now was scoring this movie called vengeance for bj novak which just finished up which was a joy um but very all-encompassing for a couple months so that was kind of like all i was doing now i'm really excited to dive back into not only my own album but billy's next album which is really exciting and and, and i'll bring up that you, you did also the score to uh, the fallout which we we I did yeah. yeah that was I mean, that's such good. That seemed like a natural jump for you. I mean, even just hearing, you know, the work that you've done on your own with Billy and everything, those sounds like, did it feel natural as it uh, as it eventually came off sounding? Yeah, I, I love the way it turned out. And it was really fun to work on. And I think that movie, again, wildly timely and relevant, unfortunately, um, but an incredible movie, regardless. And, uh, you know, props to these people like Megan and DJ for giving me these opportunities to learn a craft that I don't know already um i've always wanted to score movies but i've never done it so it's been a real treat to get to immerse myself in that and learn you know uh i'm sure i i have a myriad of shortcomings that they're dealing with but i'm i'm getting better so it's really fun the prolific part that comes up right there i mean because again we're talking like you put out your own record you and billy put out the record uh you've got the the scores that you're doing here like how do you keep it from feeling like mechanical well Doing the the variety of different things really helps with that, right? So I'll use, you know, I'm not really le leaking anything that isn't in the trailer now, so I feel fine about that. Um, the movie Vengeance, which I just scored, uh, it all it almost all takes place in Texas, but it's about a guy who is uh, has a podcast, and he's in a, in Texas with his podcast, kind of doing like a murder mystery podcast. And so I got to sonically, I got to do this this film score that was like sort of podcast-esque think of whatever you want to think of think of the theme songs for the daily and smartless and um any number of you know serial whatever these amazing podcasts are that have this great interstitial music so i got to do kind of a bed of like podcasty stuff and then i got to do all this like spaghetti western ennio morricone like whistles and yeehaws and bells and baritone guitar and i got to kind of combine them so like not only was i getting to do something that like hopefully hasn't been done the same way I'm doing it because it's this common thing but it's like something I would never otherwise have an excuse to do you know what I mean like it would be rare for an artist to come into me and be like I want podcast spaghetti western that's the vibe but because of this movie it's like that's perfect and it's like that's how it's got to be suspenseful but humorous but so it was like such a great palette shift for me of like this is nothing like stuff I've made before and uh, so that was really exciting and that makes me want to dive back into Billy's world and make new stuff with her that feels perfectly, you know, in keeping with everything she is all about. Um, so, yeah, I would say that that's been the number one way I stay inspired is just broadening my horizons, just like doing a lot of different stuff. I feel like the least, the least inspired I ever feel is like when I'm just doing the same thing every day. It's like all about the variety for me.
I feel like if I, not that I ever would, I'm not, I'm not a musician, but if I ever, um, if I ever had to score something, it'd be like, how quick can I get to Morricone? How quick can I get to Blade Runner? You know, as far as what I can pull off here, that that's like the two. They're so know, cool. Pipe dreams. I'll just let you do the work. I'll let you do the work. But you know, in that sense, then does it become obvious to you when you're writing what's going to go to which project? I mean, uh, obviously you, you get a song like, is this mine? Is this something for Billy's? Do you write like that? I'm pretty focused before I'm sitting down. You know what I mean? I'm pretty like sitting down to write a solo record, sitting down to write somebody else's record, sitting down to write something for film. Like I'm pretty, I go into it with, with an objective. And sometimes I, I get sidetracked. Sometimes I'll, I'll be like, I'm going to try to write a song for myself. And in the middle of it, I go, this is going to be way better if I write it for somebody else. And so I'll change, but I usually go into it with an agenda, even if I change my agenda. Yeah. No regrets afterwards. Like, Oh, I wish I'd kept that one for myself. No, I never, never wish I'd kept it for myself really because everybody else, like I, I'm such a fan of artists. So like hearing Justin Bieber sing a song that Benny and I wrote is like, what a joy, like what an incredible singer. Um, hearing Billy sing when the party's over. Like, these are people that I, I love the voices of. So, so no. Uh, speaking of your collaborations, I just had Ash on the show, uh, like awesome. uh, a couple of weeks back and nice. Uh, you know, I know, I know you guys are friends, but you, you know, just she, she only says nice things about your all's collaborations. And that's a, that was a great track as well. God, I love her. I, yeah, I mean, I we sang on till forever together and then I executive produced the two EPs that moral of the story was on moral of the story, part one, moral of the story, part two. Um, there's some great songs on there. Really great. And uh, I was just writing a song the other day thinking I'm, I might have to have Ash on this song. So maybe there'll be even more. I think that's like, she's one of those people. We've talked about this a lot where like, I feel like her artistic self and my artistic self are like living, living on the same block where like some of the artists that I get to produce for I'm very different than as an artist, which is like, cool. That's why I like working with them. But I feel like her, her songs, my songs, like they're like, you know, they're friends. <laughs> and this stuff I've heard from her new record is, is, is so fun. And it, it yeah. really is. It's Same. like, it's hitting the mark so perfectly Same. too. So. I love her new record. Yeah. Well, back to you. And again, I'll only throw the compliments to you. Uh, Naked. I mean, again, this is the fun one. Uh, a teaser in whatever way. I just love all the styles that you do and all the songs that you do. I'm such a fan. So uh, Thanks, nice to talk to you. Yeah, no, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. And, uh, you know, any timeline and when the next one comes around? I mean, are we looking later in the year? Yeah, summer? summertime. I think there'll be one. I think we're, we're looking at July. I think there'll be another song in July. Another, another fun one. Right Seasonally on. appropriate, if you will. <laughs> right on. All right, Phineas, thank you so much thank again you. for taking the time. Good to talk to you. All right, we'll see you around. All right, take care. And my thanks to Phineas. Again, the latest single is called Naked and uh, more new music on the way. And a big thanks to you as well for checking out the episode and the series. Hopefully you'll uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Again, I put out three brand new interviews every single week. New one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at all the usual spots, including iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with... Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. Again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. 
Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, usually mostly on Twitter, but also Facebook and Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. Do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I was given the wrong time, so I I thought it was an hour later than it was. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.